welcome to this episode of unleashed podcast in today's episode we'll be inspired by a story of a technology leader in a engineering it services company background he like most of the technology people i've come across in different companies had a very good technical pedigree been to the best of the schools had done very deep technical work across different companies but as he grew up in the ranks he was reduced to being more capacity manager focused largely on deploying resources and ensuring projects are delivered on time and on budget so he started living his life much more reactive reactive to the management pushes reactive to the sales demands reactive to the customer delivery demands he was very customer centric to the ensure that always was on time on budget delivering predictability to the customer somebody the customer always looked up to to ensure that their projects are running on time and on budget but over a period of time because of that focus his sense of curiosity completely reduced he became much more transactional in his approach to work and was not even curious of what he is working on so then we worked on his transformation to becoming a sounding board rekindle his ability to leverage his technical capabilities drive business from a bigger picture and proactively offer insight solutions to the customer he had to of course fight many of his tendencies to miss the strong need for approval the strong tendency to micromanage his people and also like generally became very confrontational because he's always being pushed by other people he was defensive to their needs obviously when you read his story it's a celebration of his transformation and you will see yourself in many of those circumstances similar to your own lives and it will be a celebration of this transformation that you will learn from but this journey itself through many questions questions like technology people have their own limitations because of their educational background or technical limitations or is it the organization which is putting the constraints the technology people better off in a startup environment where innovation is central to the organization or are they better off they can bring the same innovational abilities in even services and other environments our careers being skewed to be becoming capacity managers therefore there is a missing of a lot of middle level heroes in this whole organization so is that something which needs to be addressed to talk about this i reached out to some very fascinating people i reached out to sudhir rao sudhir rao is from celestia and he has been central to identifying investing and promoting innovation across so many startups i also spoke to dilip mangsuli dilip is been career g now with siemens heading the r&d building products which are used globally he he works on driving innovation among his team and meet his market requirements of his company from india uh, let's begin the reflections with my conversation with sudhir rao as you know that i've been working on more than 50 leadership journeys and i have now compiled them into a book which i title as unleashed its leadership transformation stories one of the stories i have one of the leaders i worked with very closely was a very strong technology leader very pedigree extremely good background had worked across with challenging technology issues but over the period of time and this is a engineering service industry he was reduced to being a 
capacity manager. When I worked across, especially service industries, across I've seen that most of the technology growth parts are all technology partners are capacity managers. And somewhere in between, they lose this technology depth and they become more hands to their management, more hands to their salespeople and customers. I just wanted to understand from your perspective, why do you think this is happening? Because some of them are extremely talented. Some of them have very deep capability, but over a period of time, they have just become something like more capacity managers. I just wanted to take your perspectives on why do you think this is happening? Excellent. I, mean, I think I like the framing of the question, which is uh, what limits one's own capacity? Yeah. Is it the definition of capacity in itself? And therefore, if you work towards redefining capacity, you probably will cross over the this barricade of being something as a percentage of capacity. So if you define a unit of work that a leader has to accomplish, then theoretically, you're limiting what is the unit of work. So you attempt to scope a certain sense of work. And often in, in the situations that you elicited, we don't want scope creep. That's the usual conversation. Because the modus operandi that some of these entities do, and I think it, it's existent in not just a particular industry, I would say in any industry, is that every industry tends to break up the value chain. And you then define yourself within a segment of a value chain. And in that segment, you define capacity. You only build for that capacity. And if you did 102% of that capacity, you feel very thrilled. But the fact of the matter is, you could have got 200 on 100 if you redefine capacity. Hmm. And I think what question you're asking is, is it the nature of an overall environment, whether within an enterprise or within the environment at large, Absolutely. for a leader to redefine what is the capacity that they serve as leaders. And so there are two parts to the question. And as I see them, one is looking outward to define capacity. And the second is looking inward to define capacity. Exactly. And capacity is basically flexible always. And it is redefinable, especially in context of something that's as intangible as a word called leadership. So I think what Sudhir is talking about is what gets measured gets delivered. If the measurement is very internally focused, internally focused in terms of are we delivering on time? Are we, you know, like managing the capacity well? Is the productivity of the people well? Are my costs well? To some extent, the entire focus for our people inside, technical people, technology people inside, it's limited by the demand of what gets measured. They, they probably are not getting outside in perspective what more value they can add to the customer and what are the better ways of probably improving even what we are doing. So I think what gets measured and as he alludes to it also, he talks about if they challenge the measurement itself, they could have probably delivered more. But he's also saying that if you're sticking to the measurements, then you're delivering within the measurement. So I think it's a culture of the organization of what gets measured, what gets measured gets delivered. Uh, when we reflect upon this again with Dilip, Dilip who's leading an R&D, let's hear to what he thinks about how people 
in trying to deliver the measures how they probably culturally behave about it i think the culture is a big thing right one of the challenge that we saw in the organization when it was execution oriented organization uh, where you know i saw people delivering 28% 130% of what they committed so this is only possible when you undercommit and over deliver yeah yeah so a very classical for, problem anyway everywhere everybody classical. says 300 hours they'll get say make it 500 hours yeah make it 500 hours and deliver in 400 hours yeah yeah right and then you claim victory and people were feeling happy that hey i deliver in less than the time i'm committing and the appetite to take risk was low mm. and uh, tolerance to failure in the organization was also low absolutely and for any organization who needs to do anything in terms of strategy uh, innovation or uh, clearly defining new solutions one thing that the organization need to have is the appetite to failure yeah, i think from both these people predictability has been the backbone predictability delivering to internal measurements looking towards certain kind of kpi has been the backbone of the way most of the technology leaders are measured and managed Let's hear the protagonist in my story of what sticking to this predictability has done to their sense of curiosity. Let's hear uh, the excerpts from the book. Uh, we are doing a unique experiment of uh, using AI voices. In this scene from the book, the leader, Mr. Sanjay is meeting his coach Mr. Surya about having won a big client recently. The leader also brings his team along for this discussion over lunch. The team members are Neil Sanjay's go-to-man for all preparations, client visits, progress reports, and proposals. Gupta, the deputy and technical expert. Ramya and Narain were responsible for the customer leads. Neil's excitement was clear to see. We got an engagement to develop mobile-based CRM for a global 2000 consumer durables company. We won against strong competition. A large team from my group now focuses full-time on this project. Congratulations. That's a win. But why is the customer going for bespoke development? They could have bought and implemented an off-the-shelf product, isn't it? Never thought from that angle, Surya. Maybe they need more features than those available off the shelf. Do we know that? Or are we speculating? I am not aware of the details, Sanjay. I am managing the assignment and am focusing on having all the right resources and ensuring the project proceeds smoothly. We never focus on what the customer is trying to achieve. Our singular focus has been on what we must do to ensure effective delivery. Being curious will do you good. You are all so accomplished you are likely to understand the customer better and provide higher value. I agree, we have lost this sense of curiosity at some point. We are only working on getting things done. Not just with the customer, but internally too. It would be a good idea to kindle our curiosity once again. Can we do this for some key projects? What do you say, Gupta? Certainly. It can even motivate the team. and help them be more innovative
Yeah, it can be good motivation. As you can see from the deliberations from the story, the clips straight from the story, that the sense of curiosity of these people have been completely reduced. They are very mechanically delivering what is being told to them. They are not able to reflect beyond what is in front of them in terms of what they're supposed to achieve. Let's hear my interactions with Dilip around this sense of curiosity and the challenges of measurements, predictability, and what it does to curiosity. Uh, I'm alluding to this person I worked in the institutions where the measurements internally are more CFO driven, saying mm -hmm. what is your productivity, what is your price. Mm. So nobody challenges any scope coming from the customer. So it's whatever is come, they're just getting it done. So actually, some of my conversations have a surprise. They're not aware of what scope they are working as long as it's getting done. So Correct. one of the things was to improve the curiosity of what are you working on? Why is the customer asking you to do this? Where is yeah. it? Why can't he buy something optional? Why does he want a custom development for these things? Right. Are you working on a more scope? They said, no, we are never thinking about this. So because also the institution has put a barrier, you just execute what has come to you on time, on budget. The Correct. curiosity is completely died and very talented people. So uh, where I think uh, my question is like, in your case, the institution is allowing you to explore more and work where people are limited like this. Limited by the institution measurement, but yet they have deep talent and can contribute, but over a yeah. period of time have reduced. What can they do to build that curiosity, learn without dropping any of the institutional KPI? Still, how do they bring much more value to what they are doing? Because it's staggering. We're just becoming hands as a large community of whether it's GCs, right. whether it's IT services companies. We're just taking orders, delivering without challenging it, looking at it, coming and sharing new ways of doing things. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. I think, uh, you know, every organization goes through this challenge uh, where you are measured on execution, you are measured on productivity. You are measured on making sure you don't drop the ball. Yeah. Right. Because the concept of headquarters, where many of the large companies here have their headquarters somewhere else, and the headquarter defines what you should do. Yeah. And they think they pay for you, and you should do what they tell you. Yeah. Right. So, this is something which is a generic way people look at it. And, uh, Many people find comfort in doing that and feeling that I achieved what I was supposed to do. And they, are, they remain in comfort zone. But I think there are a few people who want to change the game. And uh, some leaders want to see the potential and how can this be changed, uh, the organizational output from here. The challenge with many of the people is to get out of their comfort zone and do something which is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. To give you one example, when uh, I started, the first question I was asked by all my direct reports was, why should we change? Mm -hmm. Why should we be looking at customer? That is not our job. Mm -hmm. Someone else is looking at the customer. Why should we? Mm -hmm. my, my direct leaders, they want us to just deliver. Why should we? The top leadership is all convinced, but the mid layer is never or rather they have their own agenda. They think, okay, this is my team. I, I want this done. Yeah. Your job is not to think. Your job is not to meet customers. I meet, I tell you, you do. 
nothing because over many years as, as people have been reduced to been consistently been delivering and they've been delivering good values into this they have just narrowed their purpose in the companies we purpose and the way they work is to just to deliver to what is being told to them and very rarely they have challenged or reflected beyond that a very interesting story i can share from my own experiences in the it services companies i think many years ago it was raining and i was waiting under a shelter in my old company and one of the guys who was working on a engineering project was also waiting in the shelter along with me and when we started talking about his work and what he is doing and he talked about how he is leading 200 people on a project to help a customer repurpose a product and deliver and he again talked more from the internal measurements of the size of the project the number of man hours the technology they are using profitability they are making like how they are keeping on schedules is the entire narration of what work he was doing was only from around those measurements but as i digged deep into understanding what this project is all about it i realized that they were working on a project for a consumer durable company which made some entertainment equipment which were only used for commercial purposes for some reason a rich middle eastern client bought it for home use and these people then the company realized that maybe this has got a potential for home use and therefore a 100000 dollar product they wanted to reduce the price to 5000 dollars this this colleague of mine who I met under the shelter in rain was actually helping them to re- reprice the product at $5000 re- redesign the product such a way that it can be sold at $5000 but because we are internally measured only on the number of people and productivity and the sizes he failed to narrate to me this inside story so i think the sense of curiosity dies so what purpose is again therefore is a very interesting aspect to explore what purpose they are being used to increasingly there is a demand that the companies deliver higher value to the customers the customers are increasingly asking what do i do next where do i go and the best people to really deliver this are the technology people so they are the most equipped in terms of doing this how does then one do this context switching between inside out and outside in listen to my discussions with sudhir structurally the inside out has become the way people perform it's more the internal targets the more the internal results the margins it's a very cfo driven environment where i think the customer as you become long terms i think most of the companies want to be strategic partners to their customers and as they work with that but the intention is to become strategic partners but the functioning is more inside out so that you know that the need to think ahead of the customer needs the need to challenge the customer requirements the need to bring in outside in perspective to the customer requirement becoming that sounding board to the customer is not an a function that is being performed very well but we are having a whole pool of very good talented professionals yet i think i feel the inside out looking of things is perhaps change the way careers are shaped change the way they address the market and change probably as like you earlier talked about the capacity to probably add extra value to the customer itself is forgotten 
where do you think we can correct this i think is it at the the way companies are structured or is the way the talent is groomed as they bring them into companies where do you think we can correct because i think india in spite of being such a great technology country has not produced as much innovation as it should is this a more a structural issue or is it more of a, our own talent issue so i think when i mean taking that question and stripping it a bit we define a capacity in terms of competency mm. in terms of this language of core mm. and what am i excellent at it's more narrowing in mm. nature after narrowing does assist mm-hmm. threading a needle but does that limit and constrain us mm-hmm. in another task which is being more expansive mm-hmm. more transformative more innovative or where i seek abundance right mm-hmm. the point is whether it's a function of the environment that i live in is it exogenous that we get boxed in many mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. and therefore sometimes it's very good because ideally if you're in the box can you achieve and mm-hmm. deliver Mm. in the box like mm. get that right and i guess it's a question of how much time do we allocate to both functions one in the attention to detail and the bias for action and delivery and sticking to something that you promised you would deliver correct and the other is more creative process uh, more partnering in nature more outside in thinking rather than inside out yeah. more future backward than past forward and these conversations are best done when you allow it to happen so the environment either you force function the environment to listen because you trigger that mm. or were recipients of the environment mm. for example if you said i'm in the business of innovation which means i am now left a business as usual arena mm. and i'm looking at business unusual so when i move from usual to unusual and my spectrum shifts it could either be allocation or partitioning one's mind or it could actually be a physical environment like for example i'm in bangalore i go to a social place and in my social group i find 3 out of 5 people have started a new venture the conversations are around creativity the conversations mm. are around risk but flip it and i'm in another social setting and i've got three out of five people who are established stable old not changing much but doing what they have to do because mm. that's the promise that they've made and they stick to it and they mm. deliver and they they neither of them are more profitable more wealthy both could be the same economically and i guess we need to be able to context switch ourselves in order to just appreciate the bounds of ourselves in both environments when you appreciate the difference between a quandary you may have and a boundary you may have then you break both what sudhir is alluding to again is that if the context is right they deliver i think each context is good in itself but when you have to play multiple contexts where i think you have to continue to deliver from the internal measurements of predictability profitability margins etc at the same time you have to innovate i think the ability to balance is very important we started this episode reflecting on whether it's the technology leaders who are limited or the environment is uh, limiting them 
from the various uh, discussions at a highest level the conclusion is perhaps the environment is expecting them to perform in a way and it looks like the environment is causing a lot more limitations on them we reflected about the very inside out measurements very cfo driven measurements which are very kpi driven measurements where i think the very talented technical people much more focused on delivering to those measures and in delivering those measures perhaps the success rate of those measures are the real purpose for which they really exist which has also led to a larger issue as we reflected with dilip later that the curiosity has been substantially reduced they tend to be in working very mechanically they tend to perhaps not challenge or add value to what customers are asking them and don't even see that as their role and as long as they are just responding and delivering to the customer requirements as specified i think they feel that they have delivered successfully then we reflected about whether the purpose is more more around delivering to the core which is delivering to what has been promised being predictable delivering to the quality that has been promised that has been the substantial focus of all the technology leaders but given a different context they could also innovate better however he is also mentioned about how do we balance between delivering to the core as well as innovating better that is where i think the balance seem to be much more skewed at the moment only to delivering to the core but also sudhir said that if they were given the right context then some amount of time spent on non core business unusual as he alludes to uh, if they focus on innovation the technology leaders can definitely deliver on the uh, business unusual and innovation in our coming episodes we will reflect on how within this context the technology leaders could innovate could add value could actually deliver more potential to the customers and to their companies